Are we good? Good. Okay. All right. So, so usually for Monday nights we pick a mitzvah, and uh, for the most part it's usually pretty organized. Like the first part will be halacha, and then we move into chesedus uh, pnimius. So tonight we're going to do a mitzvah that's relevant to Purim, that is Purim, it's relevant to Pesach, but um, uh, exactly, you know, to, to, in an organized way of like Nigla and then Nister is not going to be so much. It'll be a kind of like a mix throughout. So we'll see what we can do. Be a little Purim dick. Um, okay, so we'll begin like this. We know that one of the mitzvahs of the night, of Pesach night, so one of the, the, in a certain sense, the most fundamental mitzvah that everything else is sort of, uh, you know, is sort of revolving around and and fit with, and fits within, is the mitzvah of Sipritzis Mitzrayim. Right? Sipritzis Mitzrayim. There's a mitzvah to speak about. To, there's a mitzvah every single night and every single morning to remember Yitzis Mitzrayim. So we fulfill that with creation of the morning and creation of the Shachar, so creation of the Meir, when you say the, the third uh, paragraph, Vayoymer, and you end off in Yeshem Lekechem, Asher Tzaisi Eschem Eretz Mitzrayim, so you remember Yitzis Mitzrayim by day and by night, so that's the general mitzvah, what's called Zechiras Yitzis Mitzrayim, to remember Yitzis Mitzrayim. But then there's a specific Chiv of Pesach night, that's called Sipr Yitzis Mitzrayim. Now it's not clear, it's really not clear in the Rishonim, what exactly, what Psukim, can we say is the source specifically for remembering Yitzhiz Mitzrayim daily, every morning, every night during the year, and specifically the Pasuk for Sipi Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. So that's a little bit funny that we can't pinpoint it 100% according to everybody. But we do know that these are the two mitzvahs that we have. Remembering Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, you know, throughout the year, every single morning, every single night, and Sipi Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And the mitzvah of Sipi Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is specifically fulfilled the way we do it is by reading the Haggadah. So the Haggadah is really revolving around that mitzvah of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim. So that's what we're going to learn tonight a little bit about the, um, the aside of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim, what makes it fundamentally different than the regular mitzvah of remembering Tzitz Mitzrayim. There's a number of practical differences, you know, but uh, we'll try to get a little bit more of the, the kishkas of it, what the aside of is. But we'll go, we'll go like this. So in the, the first Marmelkim we have is, is a famous line from the Haggadah itself. So the Haggadah, as it's introducing the concept of Sipri Tzies Mitzrayim, so the Haggadah says, chachamim, right? Everyone knows, even if we were all Chachamim, Kulam even if a person has like all the knowledge and everything like that, Chachma Das, right? Mitzvah Leinu L'Sapri Tzies Mitzrayim. You still have the Mitzvah of Sipri Tzies Mitzrayim. And the Haggadah continues, and if you talk about it a lot, and then it goes into the story, as we know, with uh, the Chachamim, Rabbi Kiva, and so on, that were that were being kind of the mitzvah Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim Beriboy, with you know for a long time the whole night in Bnei Brak, and the, the whole night and Fine. <coughs> Here's the problem. What's the Havamina? What's the Havamina? Says the Haggadah. You should know that there's a mitzvah of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim Pesach night, and you should know that even if you're big time Chacham, you still have to do it. It's a chiddush. There's a mitzvah of eating matzah Pesach night. There's a havamina that if you're a Talmud Chacham, you don't have to eat matzah. What's the havamina that the Haggadah has to tell me that despite the fact that you're a Chacham, a Novin, and a Yedea, if you're a big Talmud Chacham, you still have to talk about Yitzis and Sarim. It's Pasha, of course. Why, why, why would you not? Now, if the, if the Haggadah said that even if you're a Chacham and a Talmud Chacham and so on, there's an Indian of being marbe besieper Yitzis and Sarim, of talking about it for a long time, 
I hear that's a chiddush. Because you could say, listen, you're a Talmud Chacham, you have to do your mitzvahs, but, uh, you know, get through it, and then go back to your, to your, to your Seder Halimut. So for that, the Agadah says, you know, mitzvah to speak about it a lot. And then you have a story with Rabbi Akiva and so on. I get that. But that's not what the Haggadah says. The Haggadah says that even if you're a Chacham and a Novin and a Satyra, a big Talmud Chacham, Mitzvah Lasad for B'tis and Shrine. That's the Chiddush already, that you have the Mitzvah Sipri B'tis and Shrine. And once you have the Mitzvah Sipri B'tis and Shrine, you should know, B'chol Amar B'lasad for B'tis and Shrine, Harizim Meshubach. What's the Havamina? That means that there will be a Havamina, there will be a thought that if you're a big Talmud Chacham, you don't have to fulfill the Mitzvah Sipri B'tis and Shrine. It's like this. So maybe you can make the argument that, listen, what, what fundamentally is the Mitzvah Sipri B'tis and Shrine? It's learning Torah, right? So it's learning, it's learning a specific sugi. It's talking about the story of Yitzhak and Shrine, which is learning. <coughs> so maybe you can make the argument that if a person is uh, learning anyway, so, so why should he stop his regular learning to learn something more specific? We do have such an idea. For example, there's a, the sheet of the Yishalmi. The Yishalmi <laughs> says that someone of the category of Shem Bayechai, who in, the, in Chazal is defined as Terasa Umnasa, someone who's always learning. Never stops learning for a second. Like Pasuk Puma Megirsa. Torah is his business. He's mamish connected to her in such a degree. So the sheet of the Yishalmi is, such a person doesn't have to say Krishma. Why? Says the Yishalmi because Krishma is learning. And he's learning anyway. So why should he stop his regular learning in order to say Krishma, which is just more of a, a specific learning? So maybe you can make the same thing over here. You know, someone who's like uh, Rishim Baichai, who's Tarasim Nasi, is always learning, so, so why should he stop his regular learning in order to say the Haggadah? So says him, says the Haggadah, no, he still has to. It's also not an answer. Because the, the Haggadah doesn't say, Afil Kulanu, like Rishim Baichai, that's Tarasim Nasi. It doesn't say that even if a person is learning right now, you still have to stop in order to read the Haggadah. It just says, if you're classified as a Tamil Chacham, you have to read the Haggadah. So that means that even if you're not a Rav Shemayichai, but if you're just someone who, who is, who's defined as a Chacham, a Nava, and a Yedeya, so, and even if you're not uh, literally every single second learning like Rav Shemayichai, but if you're just classified as, as someone that has Meichin, someone that has Chabad, Chacham Bina Das, there'll be a Havamina, you don't have to read the Haggadah. What type of Havamina is this? That's question one. You follow? That's question one. Okay. Question number two. The Haggadah continues. Again, as it gets more and more into the Sugi of Sipurit Sitz Mitzrayim, <clears throat> we know that, as we'll see soon, one of the basic qualities of Sipur Yitzis Mitzrayim Pesach night that makes it different than the regular mitzvah of remembering Yitzis Mitzrayim is that there's this, there's this element of Yigad Labincha, of teaching your children, of saying it over to your children. That's a certain unique quality to Sipur Yitzis Mitzrayim. And so the, uh, the, the classic thing in the Haggadah that it talks about, that Indian of saying over to their children, uh, based, on the, based on Chumash, based on the Pesukim, is... Arbabanim, right? The four sons. Chacham, Rasha, Tam, Eni Delishal. And those are the, the four examples in Chumash where it talks about this idea of Sipri Tis in the context of, of giving it over to children. That's and so on. Those are the four sons. As an intro to that sugya of the four sons, which begins the, the Sipri Tis Mitzrayim with Psukim in the Haggadah. So it has a famous line Marmokin Ritu, Baruch Hamakim Baruchu. Right, Baruch Shnas and Tar Lama Yisrael Baruch Hu Keneged Arba Banim Divitar. Right, that's the Baruch Hamakim Baruch Hu. What is this line over here? Like thanking Hashem, blessing Hashem, as like sort of an intro to the four sons. <coughs> so a number of Rishonim explain that this is not just a nice a nice line. This is Birchas Hatar. 
This is Berchus In other words, we know that before a person learns, you have to make a Berchus every morning. Say the Rishonim. Usually, when you make a Berchus in the morning, that covers you the rest of the day until you go to bed. But says the Rishonim, but this is unique, this is unique, that as you're about to continue learning, Haggadah, you're about to quote Psukim about the, the Arbabanim, and you're about to continue on darshaning in the Haggadah, many, many Psukim. So that's learning. So technically, it should be covered by the Birchus you said that morning. But because of the uniqueness of Sibritis Mitzrayim, Chazal instituted uh, somewhat of a special Birchus before the learning of Sibritis Mitzrayim in particular, and that's Baruch HaMagam Baruch Hu. So this line, Baruch HaMagam Baruch Hu, Baruch Shunasan Yisrael Baruch Hu, that's Birchus that's specific and special for the Torah that you're about to learn in the context of Sibritis Mitzrayim. Okay. Now this is a pella. This is this is this is this is a pella. Why would Chazal go out of their way to? In other words, let's understand. Let's 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 ask the question properly. It's true that what you're about to do after this line, when you begin to talk about the four sons, is that you're now engaging in the midst of Sefer Tzitzim But as far as Torah is concerned, as far as the the, the mitzvah of learning Torah, there's nothing unique over here. No, there's, there's two, there's, there are theoretically two mitzvahs that you're performing when you read the Haggadah. Mitzvah number one is that it is true that you are learning. That is true. These are psukim that you're learning. And it's also true that you're using those psukim to fulfill the mitzvah of Sefer Tzitzim Shreim. So there's something unique over here that's unusual if you were to read the Haggadah today, which is that you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Sefer Tzitzim Shreim. But as far as Talmud Torah is concerned, the same type of Torah that you're, that you're reading Pesach night, I could be learning those same psukim right now. And as far as Talmud Torah is concerned, what's the difference of the Talmud Torah of Pesach night versus the Talmud Torah that I would theoretically be learning tonight using those psukim? Not much, Lechayr. So it's interesting that Chazal would be establishing a special Birchus Torah. Here we... Uh, so, in, in, so it's interesting that Chazal would establish a special you know, Indian of Birchus Torah Pesach night when the mitzvah that you're doing Pesach night is not really tire, it's not a it's not mitzvah tire, it's a, it's it's Sibri Tzitz Mitzrayim. <coughs> so this is a strange thing that the that the, evidently evidently what you see from here is that even though it's true that those same sukkim that you read by Haggadah Pesach night you can read it tonight also and fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but there's some other element, there's some deeper element, there's some unique element of of Torah itself that's being accessed or that's being revealed or that's being engaged with Davka Pesach night. So this is this is an interesting thing. And it revol- it must revolve around the, the, the actual Nusach of the Bracha. Baruch HaMakam Baruch. This is a unique thing. We know that Hamakim is one of the names of Hashem, but it's a unique name. It's not uh, it's not so common. Especially if Chazal are trying to turn this into a into a quasi Birchasatara, I would imagine just model it after the regular Birchasatara. Well, this is unique. Although there are some elements that are similar to Berchasatar in terms of Shanas and Torah Lama Yisrael, but there are two things that are unique over here. First of all, calling Hashem Hamakim, that's a unique thing. And there's a big stress in the word who. Baruch Hamakim Baruch Hu. Baruch Shanas and Yisrael Baruch Hu. It's a unique thing. So, <coughs> so it must be that there's, again, so question number one is what, why, why do Chazal feel compelled to create a new Berchasatara? For the mitzvah, for the Torah that you're learning in the context of Sefer Tzitzim Number one, 
And if we are compelled to make a Birchus why is the Nusach so unique in terms of the name being Hamakim and referring to Hashem as who, sort of in the third person? Why, why not model it more clearly after Birchus Okay, those are the questions. Okay, Marmoka number three. When we talk about this mitzvah sipritzis mitzrayim, so there is one yisaid that one has to understand, one has to bear in mind to really begin to get to the depths of what this mitzvah is about. Marmoka number three, the Rambam again. It's it's we we even mentioned in the Haggadah itself, but the you know we, I'll quote how, how the Rambam puts it. The Rambam says like this: There's a lot of uh, extra, seemingly extra words in the Rambam. The Rambam says in every single generation, a person has to express himself, has to show himself as if he himself right now is leaving from Mitzrayim. Right? That Hashem, that the person, whoever is reading this pasuk, has to say these words: that Hashem took us out from there. So, in other words, whoever you are. The words that you're going to say are that Hashem took us out. So that means that that the, there's a mitzvah of seeing yourself as if you left Mitzrayim. <coughs> and says the Rambam more than that. Not only is that clear, like indicated from that previous pasuk, this is a mitzvah that the Rebbeinu Shalom commanded us to to feel this way, to think this way. It says that Hashem says you should remember that you were a slave. To imagine yourself as if you were a slave. And you have been taken out to freedom. So that's this idea of Now, now here, here's an akuda. This is not simply a side element. This is a this is this is a fundamental nakuda in the entire in the entire mitzvah Sipritzis Mitzrayim. In other words, the Indian of Sipritzis Mitzrayim is not just reminding ourselves as a story, and then there happens to be this other Indian of, no, no, you have to imagine yourself that you're a part of it. That's the mitzvah. Sipri Tzitz and Sram has to be seen as an autobiographical experience. That's the fundamental yusayid of this mitzvah, that it's not just something that you're recollecting from a previous history. The mitzvah is, every single day of the year, you could talk about a historical event. By Krishna, we just mentioned the historical event. By Pesach night, we are telling our story. We're telling our story. Now let's understand a little bit deeper to appreciate this, this Nakuda. I mean, more than that, right? Because in the Haggadah, if you think about it, so what happens? You say, You have to see yourself as if you're leaving Mitzrayim. And then the Haggadah continues, Because of that, so therefore, Therefore we have to sing a song to Hashem to say halal. Right? It's well known that the Rishonim ask a question. Why is it that the Hal Pesach night? Why don't we say a bracha? You say a bracha. Like Christ Why don't we say a bracha by the seder? The Hal by the seder. So it's well known the Ran and Masech Pesachim says because no no because it, it, whenever you usually when you make halal it's like a formal recitation. It's like this is a this is a, a ceremony that you're preparing yourself for. Like you know going in by Rishchayim you're going to say Hal. right? So you make a bracha. Pesach night, the whole Indian of Halal is because you are experiencing it, and it has to be real to you. And so as a spontaneous expression of your gratitude and your, and your, and your just uh, you know, thankfulness and, and, and happiness over what just happened to you, you say Halal. If you were to make a bracha on that, you're taking away from the, from the spontaneity, you're taking away from the, uh, from the natural expression of what Halal can be. 
when you're saying hal as a ceremony for something that eventually that happened a long time ago, so you make a chanis, you say a bracha. But when it's a spontaneous thing that happened to you right now, you just burst out in song. So you don't make a bracha. <coughs> so let's understand though, why would the Rebbe want this? Why would the Rebbe be makbed that Pesach night we have to use our imagination and and what does it mean exactly? Like you have to mamish imagine yourself that you're back in ancient Egypt, you know, and uh, and Paro's wearing the funny, you know, Paro hat. Like what? What's uh, you know? What? So here's the nakuda. This is where the halacha and panemius sort of are interwoven with each other, and you really can't appreciate one without the other. Like I mentioned this, I think, last Wednesday night, that the word, the Nitziv, I, I don't know if I mentioned the, the, the shame of the Nitziv at the time, but the Nitziv is the one to, to say this. The Nitziv says that the word Seder is Rosh Hateves, Soi Drush Remes. It's no Pshat. So to really appreciate what's going on by the Seder, it's not a Pshat de Kenyan. It's a Soi de Kenyan. It's a Soi de Kenyan. So here, here's the Nakuda. Why would the Rabbanishal want, why would the Rabbanishal give us a mitzvah? to recall a historical event that we never went through, but yet we have to imagine as if we did. It's like a funny thing. The answer is as follows. You know, we have a tradition from Chazal that there are four exiles, right? Four exiles. What are the four exiles? So what's exile number one? It's Bavel, yeah? Bavel. Paras and Madai is two. Yavan, three. Edaim, four. What about Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim is not number one. Says the morale of the Svarim, Mitzrayim cannot be seen as the first of the exiles. Mitzrayim is a seed from which all exile and redemption emerges. All ge'ula, on some level, any level of ge'ula that a person could ever experience, both individually and collectively, must be drawn from Mitzrayim, from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The fundamental concept of Sipri Yitzhak Pesach night and this is, this is the soul of the mitzvah as opposed to the regular mitzvah of remembering Mitzrayim during the year. The mitzvah of Mitzrayim is to draw into yourself ke'ula. That's the nakuda. When we talk about the mitzvah being imagining yourself as if you're left, like why? Why am I doing that? To just make it more intense? The answer is because what, what the mitzvah Pesach night is Golas Mitzrayim is the root of all exiles and Golas Mitzrayim, Yitzis Mitzrayim is the root of all Golas. You have an opportunity, Pesach night, we have, we have an opportunity, we have an obligation, Pesach night, to draw ge'ula into ourselves. By, 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 and, and the way we do that is by fulfilling the mitzvahs of the night and by making ourselves open to that experience and to, and to literally bring Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim into our lives spiritually so we, we, we mimic that physically by us imagining with our you know, human mind, imagining us going through Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim what that's doing to us spiritually is that that's, that is a reflection of what's actually happening in the Nishama. What's happening in the Nishama is Pesach night is that you actually are drawing Gula into yourself. That's the site of the Sipurit Sees Mitzrayim. To allow the Gula's Hanefesh to take place with you, the Pratias, to actually experience a Gula. This is why, you know, even in Halacha, there's such a thing that Pesach night is Lel Shemurim, right? This is Halacha like this. You open the door, right? People, why, do open, why do you open the door uh, for Shveich HaMascha? So everyone tells you it's because Elio Navi is coming in. He doesn't need a door, right? You don't open the door for him by a bris. He doesn't need a door. You're opening the door because you're about to say which would usually be something that you don't want your Gaisha neighbors to hear. But because Pesach night is little Shimurim, it's a night of protection, I have no problem saying it out open in the street. There's a minute brought down on Halacha to keep the doors unlocked Pesach night. Even when you say Kriyash Malamita, not to say the whole Kriyash Malamita, the psukim that are about protection, you don't need to say Pesach night. So in halach it's woven that this is Lashimur.
Why? Because <clears throat> I have to imagine myself leaving Mitzrayim? That's, that's, an ima- that's an imagination. The door being unlocked is real. The answer is, the Yisad of Pesach night is that you are experiencing a gula. You have to open yourself. You have to allow gula's hanefesh to be absorbed. Now, in Kabbalah Sarm we find the following thing. The difference between, in, in, the, in the nefesh, if you were to imagine a neshama, right, so, so to speak, if you imagine a neshama that's in Golis versus a neshama that experienced a gula. So in the Kabbalah Svarim, the terminology would be as follows. Uh, we know that every, every spiritual entity is comprised of, of, uh, of, uh, of, ten, of ten spheres, of ten basic components. We're not going into each one of what they mean. Well, let's just, for argument's sake, let's all get on the same page over here, that for something, for a complete system, a complete unit, for something to be complete, it has ten, ten parts. It has ten parts. It has the first three, which is Chochmah, Bin, and Das. Chochmah, Bin, and Das. And then you have a lower seven, Chesed, Gevur, Teferis, Netzach, Chayd, Yisrael, and Malchus. A top three and a lower seven. Now, in the Kabbalah Sarm, you'll find that a neshama that's in a state of Golis, a neshama that's in a state of Golis is a neshama that's missing its, what's called in the Svarim, it's missing its gar. It's missing its gimel rishainus. It's missing its top three. All it is is seven. Seven by, you know, the Maral always talks about this. Seven means teva. Seven means nature. Seven means very much grounded. Very much grounded, right? The Rizal points out that Parai, uh, going back to even Yesvat Tzadik, Parai had no issue with the name Elohim. When Yesvat Tzadik, you know, says to the, the, the original Parai, that uh, Parai says, you know, uh, they say that you know how to interpret dreams. So what does Yosef say? He says, you know, uh, you know, Bila, it's not me. Elokim, Yana, Shalom, Elokim, the Rebbe Shalom will give me Siat Deshmai. Parai doesn't say, who's Elokim? I never heard of such a thing. Elokim, Parai understands. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes to, to Parai later and he says, Yudkevavke, Hashem sent me to take the Jewish people out. All of a sudden, Parai says, Yudkevavke, I never heard of such a thing. What's Yudkevavke? Elokim is Begamachi, everyone knows Elokim is Begamachi, Hateva, which means nature. Grounded, rooted, Mugbal, constricted, Mitzrayim. That Mitzrayim understands. A neshama that's in Golas is a neshama that's bound to the number seven. It's a neshama that has its seven lower parts, Chesed through Malchus, but it's missing its Gar, Gimel Rishainis. It's missing its, its Chabad, it's missing its Meichen. When you have, what, what is Gula? So Gula means an influx of Meichen. It means that you're given Chacham Abin and Das. Which means, I just said a second ago, that the Indian of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim is what? The Indian of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim is to experience, to bring into yourself a Gula Sanefesh. To open yourself, yourself up to experience your personal Gula, whatever that means for you. The way we do that is by imagining ourselves going through Yitzitz Mitzrayim. But that's just pa- paralleling and, and allowing us, our souls, to experience actual Yitzitz Mitzrayim, an actual Gula. Or, in other words, what we're, what we're trying to do Beisach night is, L'chaira, is bringing Chachman bin Adas into our system. That we should move from 7 into 10. So therefore, says the Agada, well, if you're already a Chacham, a Navin, and Yudeya Satira, if you already have Chabad, if you're already a redemptive soul, you're already in Gula, so what do you need to see Yitzhak Mitzrayim for? That's a good Avamin. The whole Yitzhak Mitzrayim is to experience Gula. What does Gula mean? To have Chabad, to have Meichim. To move from seven to ten. No, if you're already a chacham and an oven, any day, so you're a bekiva. So what do you need sibritzi sinai for? Comes the Haggadah? Kamash Mulan, No, afilu kolan chachamim, kolan rovan, kolan ezatar. Still mitzvah leinasabritzi sinai. But now why? 
But now, now the Havamin is so good, right? The Havamin is so good. So what's Taka the Kamash Mulan? So what's Taka of Shat? If the Holy Spirit is to experience a Gula, which is Chacham Vina Das, so if you already have Chacham Vina Das, what do you need Sivis Yisrael for? What do you need it for? So the answer is, <coughs> Gula, you're right. Gula usually, the standard level of Gula is, you move from 7 into 10. But let's understand, by the Mekubalim we're taught that when you move from 7 into 10, the 3 that you're given, Chacham Vina Das, although it's a Gula, but it's still a Gula that fits within the system that you have been comfortable with until now. There's a level of Gula that's called receiving Chacham Vina Das, which is, that I operate in a certain, until now I've been operating in a certain sphere of number seven, which is Tav, which is grounded, very you know, low, earthly, limited, constricted. And my entire operation in life was limited and constricted. But now it's time for my Yitzis Mitzrayim. What does Yitzis Mitzrayim mean? Ah, Chacham Das. But Chacham Das, even with that upgrade, and he moved from seven into ten, it's still a Geula that's still within the construct of limitations. It's still... It's still a level of Meichen that is working within, within the universe that you've been occupying until now. It's a Golas of your particular Gula. But then there's such a thing as there is a Midah that's even above Chacham Bin Das. And what is that? Which usually we, don't, we, don't, we say is 10, not 11. But really there is an 11th. What's the 11th? Keser. Keser. Keser means crown. Why, what, is it, what does Keser mean? So Chacham Bin Adas means a, a deep level of spiritual sensitivity, a spiritual enlightenment, if you will. But a spiritual enlightenment that, as the names indicate, Chacham Bin Adas means an enlightenment, a sensitivity, an awareness of Elokus, an awareness of God that is within your ability to truly grasp. Which is great, and it's Gavaldic, and it moves you from Golis to Geula. But if God is graspable, as He is, if you have Chacham Bin Adas, it means that you still didn't get God Himself. Because God Himself, you're not going to be able to put up, you know, to wrap up in a nice, in a nice bow. So, Chacham Das means a level of gula that the soul could experience, but a level of gula that, and a level of, 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 of an awareness of God's presence, and an awareness of God's involvement in that person's life, or in the world at large, that is still limited, it's still constricted. Maybe it's not constricted like it was when he was when the person was holding by the number seven, which is like he's mamish, like in cottonous. So he's now holding by godless. He's in a, he's in an expanded place. Like things things are now things now make sense. But the very fact that things make sense already is an indication that it's still limited, because God should not make sense. So there is such a thing. There's a higher level of meichen and a higher level of gula, which is called keser. Keser means a crown. See, a keser is different than chacham binadas. Chacham binadas are a description of what's in your skull. A keser, a crown, is something that's, that is an object that's on your skull. It's, it's on your head. It's placed on your head, but it's not in your head. Chacham binadas means a level of, 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 uh, of, of a visceral experience of attachment to God that is still within your ability to fully process and to fully encapsulate and capture which is amazing when you're moving from Mamish, a low place, like number seven, to number ten. That feels like an unbelievable gula. But it's still very limited. Because if God makes sense to you, if everything makes sense, it means that you, it means God is very much constricted in your life. Because if God is being himself, then he's altogether going to be bigger than you. 
Keser means the Rabbanu Shloilam revealing himself and manifesting his light in your life in a way that the Swarm Kul B'derech Hafla B'derech Hafla, see? Nazir so a Nazir is called Nazir is, it says Ish ki Yafli Linder Neder Nazir Hashem. if a Nazir Yafli I guess the simple type is he expresses his vow if he expresses himself verbally to take a vow of Naziris but the word Yafli which means to express himself comes the word Pella which means something altogether wondrous, something altogether bigger. And the word, and a Nazir is, and, and by, and what, what's a Nazir doing? A Nazir is trying to attach himself, not just to a level of Gula, that's Chacham Vinadas. He's trying to attach himself to a level of Gula that's called Keser. And because of that, he has a crown that's called his hair. So Keser means a level of redemption. There's, you know, there's, there's two levels of redemption. That's what we're saying over here. There's a level of redemption, which is a redemption. Don't get me wrong. It means that you've, you've broken the limiting constraints of your animalistic, natural tendencies. But, you're st- but it's still a ge'ula that's within the construct of Kalim. It's still within Kalim. That's called Chacham Vinadas. But then you have a ge'ula that's called a ge'ula's hafla, a giloi, a revelation of hafla, a revelation of that which is wondrous, which usually is completely beyond your scope. But the Chiddush of Keser is, is that that which is truly beyond your scope can actually, you might not be able to fully grasp it, but you'll be aware of it, and it will, it will um, bring you into a higher place of being. This Madrig of Keser, that's also what Yitzhi Shem can offer. So there's this two, so in other words, this is why, you know, Pesach night, one of the themes of Pesach night is to be like a king, right? Be like a ben melech, to be like a prince. You're leaning, v'chulu, v'chulu, all these things being like a king. <coughs> why? Okay, because you left Mitzrayim. One second. You leave Mitzrayim means you're free. It doesn't mean that you're a king. <laughs> what's this Indian of being a king? The answer is, on a deeper level, what's happening by Pesach night is that besides the, the, the ge'ula that we would usually associate Mitzrayim, Yitzhizrayim with, which is Chacham Bin and Das, that's child's play compared to what you can be accessed in Pesach night. The true gula that we can access Pesach night is much deeper than a moichen, than a moichen that you fully are able to process and absorb. What you can access Pesach night is a moichen, is a gula of Bidar Chafla, B'chinus Keser. So says, let's go back to the Agada. So says the Agada. There's a Havamina, that if you're already a Chacham, and an Oven, and a, and a Bardas, you already have Chabad, so what do you need Tzibit Tzitzit and for? So the answer is, that no. You're right. If all the, if the Tzibit Tzitzit was exclusively offering what? A level of Gula, which is Chabad, then if you already have it, then you don't need Pesach night. But the answer is, Pesach night offers more than just Chabad, it offers Keser. If it's offering Keser, then what? Then Adarab, but then I feel Kulon Chachamim, Kulon Avonim, Kulon Yedim Satara Mitzvah Sabbath Mitzvah Sarm. And then what happens? Then here's the amazing thing. The Haggadah then continues. V'chalamar b'lasaber b'tzis and sarm raisin meshubach. What's this Indian of ribui sipri tzis and sarm? The answer is, if the gula that you're trying to access is a gula of chacham bin adas, then because the gula of chabad, the gula of chacham bin adas, is by its very nature something that you can intellectually process and fully grasp, and it's limited in its nature. So to express that and to connect that, you can have limited words. But if you're truly trying to access a, a ge'ula b'der hafla, then that requires an, an expression that's hafladik, an expression that's, that, that's mufla, that's, that's, 
you have to you have to sort of relate to that overwhelmingness of kesser by talking about a bereba like you're never going to get to the bottom of it. That's why in this context, that's why the Bahagada just continued with that. After telling us that even a Chacham Novan and Yudea has to talk about Sibrit Sinstraim. Why? Because what's access Pesach night besides Chabad could also be Kesar. The mice with all the chachamim, then they didn't just fulfill Sifrit Shrim, Haggad, and finished. They were talking about it all night long. Until the time came in the morning to say Krishma. Why is Haggad saying this? Because that's the example. It was Davka those chachamim. The whole tachas for them is Kesar. So they have to be Marbabitzis Mitzrayim. This is why, let's go back. This is why. Pesach night by the Sipur Tzitzrayim requires an, a unique Birchas Why? Because the level of Torah and the level of Elokus, which is always the vehicle through which God comes to our world and, and God redeems us on whatever level it is, is always with Torah. You saw the rise of Torah is the way through which the Rabbanu Shalom enters into the system. So the Rabbanu Shalom can enter into the system through Chacham Bin and Das, and that's going to be through the vehicle of Torah. Or the Rabbanu could access, it could enter into our system with Kesar, which is also going to be through Tyre. Pesach night, what's unique, is that the, 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 by learning this specific psukim that Chazal arranged for us in the Haggadah, which are Divrei Tyre, but those words of Tyre are going to be unlocking for us through Pesach night, a Bechina of Elokus, which is B'der HaFla, with a Bechina of Kesar, Right? And so because of that, it requires a unique Birchus Torah. Because when you say Birchus Torah in the mornings, that covers you for the type of Torah you're going to be doing the rest of the day. Which B'derach Klal is Chachav Bin Adas Torah. But Pesach night is unique. All of a sudden, you know, Tzesach Yechav comes, you sit down by the Seder, you put in your Kittel or whatever it is, and you're leaning like a king. And now and you're imagining yourself leaving Mitzrayim, and now you're trying to access a higher level of Elokus through Torah. What level of Elokus? A level of elokus that's that you yourself will acknowledge that you don't fully grasp. A level of experience of elokus that's b'derek hafla, that's keserdik, and because of that, it requires a new berachas And the unique berachas atar that that Chazal established have a unique nusaduch. Baruch hamakam baruchu. Why is Hashem called hamakam in this context? So everyone knows the, why, is that, why is Hashem's name hamakam? Why is he called hamakam the place? Because who makamish oilam ve'in oilam makamish Chazal say all of the universe. We're existing in God's space. He's not existing in our space. We're in His. What does it mean? What, what would it mean that God exists in our space? That Hamakim's coming to say it's not like that. What does it mean, theoretically, what would it have meant if God's living in our space? God living in our space means Chacham Binadas. It means that we have a space, we have a construct, we have things that we're able to, we have a limit to our seichel. God lives in our limit. God lives within our space. That's called a gula. That would be gavaldic. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you're denying God. It means God's existing. But He's existing within your construct. That's called chacham binadas. But we're saying that's not the truth, the deepest truth. The deepest truth is that we exist in His space. Which means that whatever limit, whatever kalim we can possibly have, even the kalim of chacham binadas, is also not really grasping the, the real truth. What is the real truth? some higher level of divine truth, of divine presence, that's bigger than even our highest kalim to perceive. That's the word, the, the, Hamakim means the Rabbani Shalom is bigger than you, and he's bigger than all your kalim. Hamakim is a name that's going to connect with the concept of Kesar. And that's why we say Baruch Hamakim Baruch Hu, him, not the second person. Second person means 
a God that you understand. That's a God that's perceptible, a God that's, 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 that has kalim for him. Chacham vinadas. The third person means, I don't even know. I know he's there, and he's, I'm part of his universe, but I, I can't address him. I don't know who he is. That's exactly the type of Berchus that we need for Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim. Because this, the, the Torah that's being accessed through the midst of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim is a Torah of Keser. That's the Nikud over here. <coughs> now let's go further. A little bit further. Marmokah number four, you'll see this even in the halachas of how the Rambam articulates the mitzvah separate season strength. Take a look at Marmokah number four. These are the first two halachas in Perches, in, um, in, in uh, I'm sorry, Perich Zayin and Hilchas Chametz and Matzah, where the Rambam, uh, you know, tells us the, the, the specifics of, of the mitzvah separate season strength. See, and, and, and see the difference between the first paragraph and the second one. Mitzvah says, hey, Shul Tyra. Says the Rambam, first of all. There's the mitzvah from the Torah, Lasaper Benisim Veniflois, Shinasulavasin Vimitrayim, Belel Khamish Asa There's a mitzvah to speak about the wonders and miracles that happened to our ancestors, Pesach night. Shanamar, Zakhar Sayyama Zah Shirtsasim Mitzrayim. Remember this day that you left Mitzrayim, okay? Kamay Shinamar Zakhar Syama Shabbos Lakatra. So it says remember Shabbos, so which means to say something, to say Kiddush. So if you're also it says Zakhar is Yom Hazah Shirtsasim Mitzrayim. So that's the mitzvah to remember the wonders and miracles that God did for you. Pesach night. Fine. Uminayin shabloch chamisha aser. And how do I know that when it says remember the, the day that you left Mitzrayim, it means to remember it actually Pesach night? Tamalim, we have another pasuk. There's another pasuk which sort of fills in that blank. It says, say to your children on that day, that it was because of this, in the schus of these mitzvahs, that Hashem took us out. These mitzvahs means matz and mar. So, oh, so you see, you're talking about the story of Yisibus and Sarayim at a time where there's matz and mar. That's Pesach night. Okay. Even though that pasuk is, is, the context is speaking to a child, it doesn't have to be with a child. But the point is, we're using that pasuk as an indicator, right? That when it says, remember, the day you left Mitzrayim, which means to speak about the wonders and miracles that happened to our ancestors, it means Pesach night. Okay. That's the, the Rambam. And then the Rambam continues. I made this split in the paragraph uh, one line too early. Okay, so you'll imagine that this is still part of the paragraph number one. Okay. Says the Rambam. And even if big big chachamim, like that God says, you still have to talk about Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And whoever speaks at length about what happened and so on, that's praiseworthy. Fine. That's the first shtickle in the Rambam. Now what's unique to that first paragraph is that the Rambam did not at all tell us about Sipurit Tzitz Mitzrayim being about educating others. That was not at all any reference over here at all. He used that Pasuk of Yigad de Labincha just as a way of telling you that this mitzvah should be done Pesach night when you have Matzah and Mar. But, but when, when the Rambam in this first halacha established for us what the, what the mitzvah in fact is, he never said anything about teaching other people, number one. Number two, the Rambam said that what is the mitzvah? To speak about, not Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. He said to speak about the Nisim and the Neflois that happened to our ancestors. To speak of the miracles of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Now that's unique, right? Every single day when we fulfill the mitzvah of remembering Yitzhiz Mitzrayim in Kriyashma, we don't say anything about any makis. We don't say anything about miracles. It just says, Ani Hashem Lekechem. Asher Yitzhiz, yes, I took you out of Egypt. How? I don't know. Maybe through political... You know, uh, it doesn't, doesn't, there's no indication of the Pasuk that it was the wonders and miracles. Says the Rambam, for Pesach night, 
It's not enough to talk about the fact that we left Mitzrayim. You have to talk about that we left Mitzrayim benisim v'neflois, with wonders and miracles. That's what he says. <coughs> okay, it's Chiddush. Then the Ram continues. Now the Ram says, he introduces us to another element of the mitzvah. But the fact that this is the second halacha, not the first, that means it's like sort of a secondary one, right? Mitzvah lehedi labanim. Now says the Ramam, you should know, there's a mitzvah, now that I told you that there's a mitzvah to talk about this within yourself, and so on, you should know there's a mitzvah to give this information over to your children. Even if they didn't ask. Oh, so now the Ram uses that Pasuk more, more than just a reference point to tell you what time on the calendar we're talking about. That's also telling us a specific element to this mitzvah, which is to tell your children. He now says the Rambam, and, and, and what should you be telling your children? Well, it depends on the moichin and the kalim of your child. If your child is, is, is smart enough, you tell them what you can. Uh, whatever your child is able to absorb. Ketzat, what do I mean? So he says, If the kid's young, or he's not able to learn, to understand all the very deep things. So I'm relate. So you know what you tell him? You tell him like this. Bini, my son. Kulanu hayinu avadim. Kamay shivcha zu. You point to the help. You say, see this this shivcha? That's how we were in Mitzrayim. And this night, Hashem redeemed us, and took us out, took us out of freedom. That's what you say to a kid that's uh, simple. Okay, so So then you could tell him more, more details. Okay, so one second. It's interesting. In the first halacha, the Rambam pinpointed us what the mitzvah is. The Rambam didn't say it's enough to talk about the fact we left Mitzrayim. He said the mitzvah was l'saper benisim v'neflois. And then the Rambam says in halacha 2, and by the way, there's an aspect of this mitzvah, you have to give this over to your children. And what do you say to your children? Whatever the kid can handle. And says the Rambam, and if the kid is very, very simple, then all you, can say, all you, all you have to say is, see, this person, we were stuck in slavery, we're not slaves anymore. One second. I thought you're supposed to talk about Nisim and Eflois. So I understand that the, the kid, you could talk about more sophisticated things to an older kid, and maybe a younger kid won't have Nisim and Eflois. But if the mitzvah is, the mitzvah is, I have to talk about Nisim and Eflois, and there's a subcategory of this mitzvah, I have to give it over to my children. Give what over to my children? The mitzvah that I had, which is talking about Nisim and Eflois. How do I fulfill the mitzvah of Igad Bincha by giving over to my child just the fact that we left Mitzrayim, that's, I thought that's not, isn't Sibrit Mitzrayim the mitzvah of Nisim and Eflois? What you see from the Rambam, clearly, is that there really are two stratas to this mitzvah. There is an element of the mitzvah which is just talking about the facts. The facts are, we were in Mitzrayim, we left Mitzrayim. And if that's as much as the kid can absorb, then that's what you tell him. <coughs> and Allah number one, the Rambam is telling us, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a bedevid element of the mitzvah. The deepest level of the mitzvah is not just to talk about the fact that we left Mitzrayim, to talk about the nisim and the neflois. So how do, we, how do we understand this? Like these two sides of the mitzvah. There's the, there's the mitzvah, the way sort of l'chathchila, mahadrim and mahadrim, which is to talk about the nisim and the neflois. And certainly, if your kid is old enough to be given that, then that's what you do. That's, that was the Bed Chacham. The, the Rambam said that if your kid is, is wiser, then tell him what happened in, what happened in Mitzrayim and the Nisan that took place through Meishu Rabbeinu. Knows what you what you what I mentioned in Halacha number one, which is what you have to do within yourself. Then say that over to your kid. But if your kid's not able to handle that, then then at least tell him what happened in Mitzrayim. This is a strange thing. So the mitzvah is changing based on what the kid can handle. If my if 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 you know you have to you have to eat matzah. 
So if the kid's not old enough to eat to eat matzah, right? So what? The, the zalacha to, to give him to give him something. The, the, he can't. He's not old enough. He's not old enough. If the mitzvah is to talk about the nisim and the voice, and the kid's not old enough to hear that, then okay, I'm sorry. Then you know, whatever you did before the kid was born, do that now. Like, what's going on over here? The answer is what the Ram is hinting to us, and the pinimis of this is that there are two different levels of geula that a person can access Pesach night. There is a geula of chacham bin and das. And for someone who does not have Chachem Bina Das, that's a gula, it's Kavaldik. When we talk about the, 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 just the, the fact that we're not in Mitzrayim anymore, that's, that's a reflection of the gula of Chachem Bina Das, which is, which is Kalim. It's very, very, very tangible. It's very tangible. It's not something that's unable for us to fathom, quite the opposite. This is, this is a type of thing that even a small kid can understand. See that shivcha, that evid? We were like that and we're not that anymore. That, that's a, so in other words, that is a level of gula that is also shaykh to the mitzvah sipritzis mitzrayim. But the Ramam in Halacha Aleph is telling you, but if you're holding by, by bigger than that, then, then you should not limit yourself to a gula of chacham vinidas. You should strive for a gula of keser. And what's a gul of keser? A gul of keser is trying to experience elokus in such a way that's bigger than any kalim. How do you, so? What part of the story of Yitzchak Mitzrayim should you talk about that's going to connect you to a level of elokus that's bigger than any kalim to fully understand? The answer is nisim and then flois of Mitzrayim. So these two elements of Yitzchak Mitzrayim: number one, the, the 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 fact at the end of the day, which is that we're not in Mitzrayim anymore. Or the element of the story, which is the nisim, the wonders and miracles of like the unbelievable things that were going on over there. Those two elements of the story are also going to be paralleling these two levels of gula. A gula chacham bin and das is going to be accessed by talking about the sachakal of the story. I was in Mitzrayim, now I'm not in Mitzrayim. And for someone who doesn't have a gula chacham bin and das, okay, then that's a gavaldik gula. But if you're someone that's a chacham navin in the satar anyway, or even if you don't, but you but you could jump all the way to Kesar, you, have the, you could do that, then don't limit yourself to just talk about the fact that we were in Mitzrayim and not in Mitzrayim, or talk about the element of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which is reflective of B'dar Chafla, of this unbelievable Giloy that's beyond Kalim, and that's specifically the Nisim and the Neflois that happens in Mitzrayim. And this is what the Ram is telling us. So Allah number one is telling you what to strive for, what's the ideal level of Geula that can be accessed with Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which is a Geula of Kesar. And a gul of keser, to, to connect to a gul of keser, you talk about the nisim and the neflois of Mitzrayim. Halacha Bey says the Rambam, if you're dealing though with the chiv of the Yigadol of Mincha to give over to your children, then you have to deal with the kalim of the child. So some children will be limited, they won't be able to have a shaykhis to the bechin of keser. They could only have a shaykhis to their level of chacham binadas. So that's what the father will give to them. But these are two, st- but they're all fundamentally revolving on one nukud, which is you experience gula Pesach night. Either you experience a gula, you know, within the construct of Kalim, which is Chacham Bin Adas, or you can experience a gula, which is beyond Kalim, which is the Bechin of Kesar. Now, just to end off, just a couple more minutes, if it's okay. Yeah, just a couple more minutes. Let me give you an example of what this means, like, because we, we've been, to- like, what does it mean? What does it mean a geula of chacham bin adas versus a geula of keser in like, you know, tangibly? Like, what does this mean? What 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 should you be taking away from the seder night that is going to be either chacham bin adastic or keserdic? 
<coughs> so I don't want to bog you down with too much arichas now. It's 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 the aside that I mentioned. I think on um, Shabbos morning, like I think maybe Parshas B'Shalach. I mentioned from the Zara Kodesh. We'll go we'll just the kids or Nimrits. I mentioned from the Zara Kodesh that there is a reference throughout Kriyas Yamsov and throughout Pesach, throughout the story of Pesach, to Eiv, Eiv, Job, to Eiv. So, for example, it says in Pesach, um, you know, by 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 Yitzis Mitzrayim. So by Kriyas Yamsov it says Vayaminu Hashem Vayayisro Hashem as Yaridu Lashro Hashem Mitzrayim Vayaminu Vayaminu Hashem Uvmaisha Avdai Yevachum is there is there a Chumash Yeah Yevachumash over there Let me just There's a Rosh Tevis I just I can't Give me one second So I know I say this every day I should remember it better But uh, yeah, okay, so it says like this. So right before as Yashir. The Yiro Amis Hashem. The Jews will fear Hashem. Vayaminu Bashem Mashavda. So the Arizal says, S Hashem Vayaminu Bashem. S is Aleph. Hashem is with a Yud. Vayaminu is a Vav. Bashem is a Bez. Is Rosh Tevis Eif. Later on in the in in the in the Shir Sayyam, so it says it says Tiratz uh, Oyev. It says Tiratz Oyev. Tiratz Oyev says the Zayar Kaddish. It means that at the moment of Kriyas Yamsuf, Tiratz Tiratz is the same letters as Tsaras, Tsaras Iev. Iev was stricken with Tsaras. What's what's Eiv going on over here? So it says the Zoyer, I mentioned this that Shabbos, that Eiv was one of the Zarkadish says was one of the 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 the, the um, uh, you know close to the, the Yoyitzim, whatever the the a council member with 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 Parai, and he gave the Eitzah to Parai to enslave the Jewish people, and because of that, when the Jewish people were being redeemed from Mitzrayim, says the Zarkadish Eiv was punished. Sinin of Eiv, Eiv. I mentioned also that Eiv, the Rizal says in Shark Gulim, Eiv, it's all in the Marmor comments that you have, Eiv is a, was a Gilgal of Terach, Terach Avi Avram. Which means that on some deep level, there is an, there's a Bechinas Eiv, there's a Bechinas Terach that was somehow still mixed up and enmeshed in the Jewish people's blood from Terach. And the Indian of Yitzhak Mitzrayim on some level is to expunge this Indian of Terach, which is Eiv, from our system. This is why I mentioned, that's why by the Haggadah, what do we say? We reference the fact that we come from Terach. What do you bring up Terach? Who ever thinks about Terach besides those two Psukim and Parshas Noyach? Who thinks about Terach? The answer is the whole Indian of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is that there's a Klippa that's called Terach. And that Klippa resurfaced called Eiv. And the whole thing of Golis Mitzrayim and Yitzis Mitzrayim is to get us disconnected from that klipa that's called Terach. And therefore it's Bashkoch Apratis that Eiv, the reemergence of Terach, is the one that causes us to have a Shiva in Mitzrayim. And by Yitzis Mitzrayim, which means breaking of that klipa, so Eiv is punished too. What's this inning of Eiv? So very much Bekitzer. I mentioned then that Eiv, we know the whole story of uh, Sofi Eiv. He goes through a lot of Tsaras, yeah? So the whole, what's the story of Eiv? So he has Tsaras and he has his friends coming to give him, uh, him Nechama. What's their Nechama? Like the worst type of Nechama you can ever do, which is to try to explain why things are happening to him, right? Mestami your Rosh, Mestami your Shegis, all these things. It's not Matzliach. Eiv is not mechuzik uh, from it, yeah? And if anything, he comes back with Tainas. You're wrong, I, I'm, I am a tzaddik, all these things. 
until finally, so what's the end of the story? The end of the story is the Rabbanu Shalom himself reveals to Eoth, and all the Rabbanu Shalom, what he does is he has a whole list of questions. Eoth has kashas, the Rabbanu Shalom says, you know what, I have kashas for you. And after all the kashas of, of the Rabbanu Shalom to Eoth, Eoth is finally quieted, He's, his soul is quieted. What are the questions of Eoth? The questions that Hashem has to Eoth. The question that Hashem has to Eoth is questions that a human mind cannot answer. And it all starts with the first question. Take a look. I don't know if you have it over here. You don't have it over here. The first, the first line that Hashem says to Yev is, Eifo hayisa biyastiyarts. Where were you when I created the world? That's the first question. Where were you? So you read that, and you're like, okay, Hashem's just like playing, he's, he's pulling out the God card, right? Like, hey, who do you think you are? It's more than that. By God saying, Eifo yisa biyastiyarts, what he's revealing to Yev, there's a clip that's called Yev. What's the klipa that's called Yev? The klipa that's called Tarach is that God should make sense. That Amuna, what does Amuna mean? Amuna means like a system in which questions are answered. That's what Amuna should mean. That's Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is we have a bunch of questions and I want answers to my questions. So the answers are Yiddishkeit. That's the klipa of Tarach. That's the klipa of Yiv. Tarach, what, what everyone knows, what's the story of Tarach that we always associate with, right? The story with the with the idol shop, right? Avram Avinu goes and he puts the, the, the hammer in the big one. He's, ah, he destroyed all them all. And Tarek says, what, you, you, you think I'm going to fall for that? <coughs> it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an idol. It can't smash the other ones. So Avram Avinu says, so what are you bowing down to them? This is an obvious question, right? What Tarek never thought of it. Let's understand. The clip of Tarek is that this God is in this box. This God is in this box. This is in this box. Everything is, is in a box. There is no bigger... System. There's Chachm over here, there's Bina over here, and there's Das over here. It's all Kalim and Kalim Shon. Everything is limited in its box. Everything is limited within its construct. There's nothing out there that can truly, that's truly bigger than a construct. Than a bigger than a, than, there's nothing that's bigger than our Meichen to fully process. The whole Inn of Terach and what Eir follows with that is that God's supposed to make sense. And Yiddishkeit's supposed to be there to answer our questions. The whole Inn of Yitzis Mitzrayim is to break that Klippah. It's to be zaychet to bechinas keser. What does an amuna mean when it's keserdik? An amuna that's keserdik means an amuna that doesn't necessarily answer your questions, but you feel very, very settled and very comfortable knowing that you are in Hashem's space, even though God's not fitting into your space. To be comforted by the by the feeling that you are in Hashem's space—that's a simon that you're zaychet to keser. Because if a person is, let's put it this way, if the only level of Yeshua Das that a person can have is only if their questions are answered, that means the level of Gula that you're accessing and that you have a Shaykhist to is a Gula of Chacham Bina Das, which is nice, but that's not Spitz Yitzis Mitzrayim. The real Yitzis Mitzrayim is to be Zaycha to the Gula of Kesser. What is the Gula of Kesser? Gula of Kesser means a revelation of Elikus that's bigger than you, but yet it's comforting to you. That's a simon that you actually are beginning to absorb a light that's bigger than your kalim to absorb. That's kesser. That's the secret of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. To have a shaykhis to something that's, and, and, to, and, to see, and to sort of deeply become bound to something that's still truly bigger than you. Without the thing becoming constricted to your place, you become expanded to its place. That's, the, that's a ghoul of kesser. And so... So what are we trying to absorb within ourselves Pesach night? Not answers to questions. What we're trying to absorb Pesach night is a level of attachment to 
the expansiveness of God to such a degree that we're comfortable not having the answers. This is why everyone knows. The questions of Pesach night, they're not answered. Manashtana, all the four questions. It doesn't really answer the questions. That's not because that's exactly the point. See, it's interesting. In the, the, the when it comes to Arba Banim, so the Pasik says, the Mishnah says, the Chachim asks a question, give him an answer. The Tom, give him an answer. But then so that's all like a nice theoretical concept. In reality, what are the kids asking? Manishtan, and there are no answers to that. So like the Torah says, give answers to the questions, they're like, we're, we're not. The answer is, what, what we want to do Pesach night is Gul's Kesser. And Gul's Kesser is not to, ask, not to answer questions, but it's, it's to ask the questions, acknowledge what we don't understand, and then hear Hashem's response, which is, where were you when I created the world? In other words, I am bigger than you. I'm still bigger than you. What's going on in your life is bigger than you know. Be comfortable with it. That's the ghoul of Kesser. That's an amuna. That's a Kesser de amuna. As long as a person, if a person's uncomfortable with that, it means you're still holding by Chacham by das. But if you think to become comfortable with that, that's ghoul of Kesser. That's what you want at the end of Pesach. To be a little bit more comfortable with the questions with the questions being unanswered. That's what you want at the end of the day. Okay? Hashem should help us with how we should be zaychet to make misses properly and to uh, absorb Amuna the way Amuna is supposed to be, to break that clip of Tarach and that clip of Yev, to, uh, you know, be nisi negel, be nisi nisi negel, to be eskol tzadik, meher v'meinu, amen. Hashakayach. Now this might be still going on. Oh, yeah. Get this.